Hello, and welcome to Notably Relatable with Pat George, and this week, Chris Williams. Hello. I said Williams instead of William. It's okay, everyone does it. I met a Chris Williams in real life. Not just <laughs> not yeah. just in uh, the uh, content creating life, and uh, and I, I I I have not stopped getting your two names. I call him William now by accident, and you Williams by accident. But Chris William, how yeah. are you doing today, buddy? How you been? Doing well. How are you? Uh, pretty good, man. What's been What's been making you happy lately? Boy, if that's not a tough one, I know. I know. If I'm <laughs> gonna, if been... I'm giving you a challenge, there it is. That because yeah. <laughs> you have, you've been through it lately, man. How, how, like, I know that you've been through, you've been going through it a little bit. I don't know how much you want to share necessarily, but if, uh, if you, if you've been found, if you found any joy in through all this process, what, what has it been? Um. I, I think one thing is <laughs> long like, pause. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to think of something because, uh, so I my school eliminated the program that I was uh, teaching in, mm-hmm. and then was like, we also don't have a position for you. Uh, so, um, I think one thing, if if there's a positive out of that process, it is that a surprising amount of students were like concerned with what was going to happen with me yeah because they know so, well they know how depressed you are so yeah oh, for uh, sure i'm, I'm sure very, i'm a very i wear it on my sleeve uh for sure um so like in that whole process i guess that's a positive is that I, it felt like validation that i you know you got through to them clicked clicked for at least a good portion of the kids mm-hmm. um but other than that man i'll tell you honestly i love I kind of love the feeling of like returning. It reminds me of being a teenager, like being unemployed right now and it being summer just reminds me of like <laughs> <laughs> when you were a kid. Like I'm a, I stay up until like three or four o'clock in the morning every night. Yeah. And like, uh, like just watching whatever. Uh, I just started Veep. I'm really enjoying that show. Okay, Never yeah. watched it before. There, um, there is something about like mild to moderate. Uh, unemployment i i'm i am <laughs> <laughs> if you've been diagnosed with mild to moderate unemployment <laughs> I, I do have a smidge of it uh i wear like on my days off like days off don't really days off from the day job are like different than days off uh like just regular days off i've i've, I've tried to take days off so like a lot of times when i when, whenever i work since i've started doing comedy and podcasting i mm-hmm. i will my any free time that I have that's not at like a day job or spending time with Dom or anything like that is supposed to be content, like writing. And then I'm like, no, I can't. You have to. I have to do other things. I have to like experience yeah. stuff. I have to do that. But then I also have to like. I just don't function like that. You know, I I I <laughs> I don't function like that. I haven't functioned like that at all my entire learning career time. Or anything yeah. like that. Anytime that I've ever tried to excel, like in school, it was always last minute, and I'd always do okay. Last minute, yeah, I'd same. do okay. So it's it's one of those things. I don't know if that's why I like doing more improvisational comedy or more stuff like that. Like because it's just easier for me, something like that. So a lot of times I would have that same idea of like days off. I I'm like I f- have this. I want to relax because I'm tired. But my brain is telling me you're just laying around, you lazy fuck. 
You need to be mm. doing something. You should be doing something. You're not being creative right now. What are you, what's wrong with you? So I've learned about on, on days that I've designated as my days off self-care days. So what I did yesterday or no Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I walked to giant, <laughs> which is nice. Cause I like going for walks, which was not great. Cause it was a lot, it was really smoky out. Yeah. That was a rough day for it. <laughs> I, I got uh, pretzel buns and croissants. And I made breakfast sandwiches to compare to finally find out what is the best breakfast sandwich of all time. Yeah. And what were your findings? So far, out of those two, I'd say croissant's better than pretzel bun. I think I would agree. And I would also say that uh, I probably shouldn't have eaten both of them. <laughs> oh, you did them both on Wednesday. Yeah, I ate both of them the same day. <laughs> so, so I just take. I well, just, how else are you gonna know? Right. I, I unless like, is it as good the first bite as it is on the last bite? Is it as? <laughs> so I I made two steak, egg, and cheese bagels. Or I made a no, not a bagel. Sorry, a, ba- uh, a pretzel bun and a croissant. And mm. that's it's essentially. I think what I'm doing is even on my self care days, I'm just I'm just giving into my impulse control issues. Yeah, and I either masturbate all day or I eat all day. <laughs> but I'm not working, well, and I'm not thinking about work. So, <laughs> so I'm telling that, you, Chris, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm pretty much the same way. It's like, uh, like I said, like I try to where I flip it a little bit is I try to be productive in the daytime, whether it's you know I stream or recording a podcast or putting a podcast like planning one um or like writing or whatever but then night is when i like i i go goblin mode yeah debauchery yeah. mode where yeah, it's yeah. like oh it's it's 11 o'clock at night Kara just went to bed i'm gonna have myself some cheese it's yep and i'm gonna watch <laughs> oh goblin mode cheese it's <laughs> and i'm gonna watch 14 episodes of veep that's, and that's, that's gonna be that's the impulse control that's what i'm saying it's like no matter what it always manifests into that thing of like oh i'm gonna just hang out here and i'm gonna have all of something yeah <laughs> all so, of something like the whole thing so, so my question to you because this is an interesting thing that i've realized about myself in this time is that even on times when i'm feeling like my time off the reason why i choose to watch shows that i haven't watched is because i can binge them and i feel like i'm getting more done like there are there are movies that i would like to watch but watching a two-hour movie is not as satisfying to me as watching four episodes of television i gotta tell you i've watched i've gone through i so there was a there was another podcast idea i had for a little bit because i the same idea of like watching i've actually taken to watching old movies again Mm. i actually tried tried to watch you'll appreciate this i tried to watch citizen kane and i shut it off four minutes in that does not surprise me at all. I was like, You're like nobody has talked this whole fucking time. <laughs> There's like this whole thing where like, yeah, we get it. There's a castle. Can we get inside? Like, <laughs> I didn't even get Pat. I didn't even never even saw a character. I was done. Pat's, I was over. <laughs> Pat Citizen Kate is like 12 minutes long. It's just a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. Why did everybody say it's so great? <laughs> but I, 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 I can see that though. But that's the same idea of like. Uh, of going back and like saying like okay well I I haven't seen this like I want to get some references that people have been saying in front of me for years I want to yeah. I want to take in the media to see if it's good or not because there's some things that I've like I've rewatched that I'm like I used to love this this is great and I'm like this is horseshit 
This is yeah. the worst. Like, it's terrible. I, I used to think Goodfellas was better than Casino, but now mm. I think Casino's better than Goodfellas. I'm, I'm, I'm changing on this. I'm, I'm growing, Chris. I'm, That's I'm learning good to hear. More. But uh, aside, the same idea of, like, I had an idea for a podcast. Like, that's the thing was everything that I would think of, of like, oh, I could do this to fill in some free time and to give myself some creative expression. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, oh, but how can I turn it into content? And that's how I would always do it. So, like, I I originally thought of an idea of a podcast where I review old movies or classic movies that people or something like that. And I was like, why don't I just watch fucking movies? Because honestly, (laughs) (laughs) if somebody chose Citizen Kane, I would hate to have to sit through that entire movie. <laughs> I would, I, and I'm like, if I turn it into work, it's not going to be fun. If I do it this way, I can at least be honest to myself and be like, because yeah. Veep, I could, yeah, I, most shows I can kind of just ingest. Parks and Rec or like there's, there's like, there there are those uh, bingeable shows and everything. But, but mm. movies, man, like that's a commitment to sit there and go like, every movie that I've chosen, by the way, has been like two and a half hours, three hours long. <laughs> like, and I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy to me, too. That's such a, like, it's such a thing that people do now where they're like, they don't make 90-minute movies anymore. And I'm like, they never did. Mm-mm. Just bad movies are 90 minutes long, but they're fun bad movies. And there's You some, know what I mean? Like, and, Yeah, there's something about it, too. There's something about a movie, like a, 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 like a movie and like a film kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, there is like I'm actually understanding that a little bit more now. Where like where they go like it's the movies, bah, you know, like jazz hands. Like, you got films and you got movies. <laughs> I, like a I, film. A film is like where you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Like you or you're watching it at first and you're like, that would never happen. Then you're like, oh shit. You know, Eric what I mean? like, put it one put it away for me sometime that made so much sense to me. Yeah, a movie you rewatch, a film you'll love but you will never watch again. I don't see. I don't know because movies, I see. That's the thing. I don't think I like movies. Mm. Like, so, so my thing is like, if there's, I, okay. So I know that we're going into a world that's, that's completely made up and make believe. And these are characters and that they're not actually that person. You know, I know that. I know that's not actually the 1960s. I know that. But when, it's so obviously choreographed when the group of people that are there are choreographed mm-hmm. when they feel rehearsed. That's when I don't like it when it's so big, when it's such a big sweeping, Oh, it's a train station. And I could tell, okay, now you walk, now you walk. You know what I mean? Like I, I that shit, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like when it's so obvious and it's, and that, and I found <clears throat> that's a lot of like nineties movies. A lot of the, I watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> and I am I am not a fan of movies. I'm not a fan of film. I'm not a fan of media in general, I think. But I love Al Pacino. I, <laughs> I'll watch anything with that son of a bitch. Only crazy Al Pacino. I, I, I get it now. Like so so like you were saying, oh, I'm gonna rewatch this thing and find out like why does everybody just love doing Al Pacino pr- impressions? Yeah. Cause it's fun. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the terrible movie Jack and Jill? No, I have. That's that's. I, I think that's going to be next on the list because that Dude. is him being like super duper silly the whole time, right? I'm dunk now. <laughs> uh, so I assume you've seen it. Yeah, my yeah, I, my mom loves that movie. It, it it's a funny story because that was one of those movies where like 
it came out after I had moved out, but I went to visit one time, and my mom was like, have you seen Jack and Jill? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I haven't. And she was like, you simply must. <laughs> if I am to suggest like, like any film this month. Yeah, yeah, this is her Citizen Kane. Uh, it's, he, yeah, you're right, though. He's just so fucking, it's such chaos and crazy Al Pacino in it. I think um, I think that's the thing too is like when it, it's it's almost like when you're watching like that's why I don't like a lot of stand up nowadays because not not I, I guess not nowadays just in general it's like when it's so clearly oh here's a setup here's you know what I mean like you can kind of I yeah I that's one of the reasons why I feel like I've always I, I've caught I think I feel like we argued about this on buddha boys in the past but that's one of the reasons why i don't like george carlin mm. is because you can tell so heavily that he's just it's a script yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying it's like it, it, the the candid uh candid uh, like i know for a multi-million dollar film you can't have just let's just let's just see how it goes <laughs> you know yeah. you can just go like let's find out where let's get all these people together and just improv this shit but when it does work or when those when there's so that's probably why filmmakers or movie makers or whatever, like Judd Apatow or um, who are, who are other like, I don't know a lot of other ones that are like known for like, just fuck around on this take. We got the good take yeah. now. Just do a couple more. Like Kevin Smith, I think is another one that probably does that. Like where it's like, let's do a couple more. Try this yeah. or, Oh, that's good. Try that. Like I like that opening because that's not that's not somebody that is married to like saying like it has to be like this it has to because George Carlin is a funny guy I'm, yeah uh, you for know sure. he has There's... a funny personality so if he's in a conversation like why wouldn't you I, I I don't know I think it's that's another level of fear that a lot of I think a lot of performers don't want to acknowledge is like the that yeah. they do acknowledge that they say oh once we once we release this material, then it's like a fear of like, how are we going to come up with something again? It's because you're funny, stupid. <laughs> yeah. You think of things in a weird way and people enjoy it. Continue. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I do think that it is like, like, it's a situation where I even, I like, I'm like you in the sense of, I love doing the riffing and just like crowd work or whatever. Like that to me is really fun at this point in my like comedy life. But if I'm like on a booked show, I no matter how much like I have a 20 minute set right now that I could probably read like I could recite the titles of the jokes to you in the right order. Right. But I still want to have the set list written out when I'm on stage because I'm so afraid. I think I'm going to start doing that the other way. Because I thought yeah. I thought the same way. I used to think that I I have to write it down. I have to put get down the order of what I'm going to say. But like, I don't know, man. It, either you're going to remember the jokes that you have about the stuff if it comes up in your head, or you're going to think of something else funny to say. So I think yeah. that you have. It's not that you shouldn't write jokes. So that's the thing. Was I? I guess that was the part that I was. I was like, oh, I'll just stop writing. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you should probably continue to write, but just don't like have to write it down like uh, try you know yeah well i you do what i like you do stage writing yeah you like will go up on stage you'll riff and then when you come off stage you're then like 
noting what it was that you did or or like a joke you got to and then like rewriting it or reworking it or whatever the case may be like you're great at that and i oh, think that you. that's one of the most fun parts of comedy maybe i've just been doing it so long that that's how i'm feeling but like i mean we talked about it at the open mic the other day like shit in a hat is one of my favorite things to do yeah. because it forces me to do that yeah like it, it it's scary but i like that fear it's like it's it's like how people must feel when they like jump out of a plane. You know what I mean? Like that's how I would describe how I feel in those moments. Yeah, I think I think with a little less uh, consequence, maybe like there, <laughs> there's a little it's a kind of a thing of like, well, if I jump out of this plane, what's the worst that could happen? You could fall to your death. You could die. Mm -hmm. You could die. And I guess that could happen. And comedy too. stage is pretty high. <laughs> it's pretty high stage. You could fall. You have just enough room that you could fall directly on your head, which would be bad. <laughs> You have, you have just enough room, like toe to head, that you would fall like this. Like, <laughs> you just bend over. He, he had a fatal six foot drop tonight. <laughs> just he had uh, he had just enough of a fatal drop that I mean it was fatal. Like a, just enough of a drop that made it fatal. That's just like the newspaper being like he fell six feet to his death. But let so... me explain. Let me explain how because. It, it, it can happen. Watch. His so he must have hit his stuck. head. Yeah. First. <laughs> he just went down. <laughs> but that that's what I thought, too, because I dude, it's so funny that like Dom gives me the worst advice for stand up 100 percent of the time, 99 percent <laughs> of the time. Like she'll, I'll go like, should I just do this? She's like, I don't know. I don't think that's okay. Maybe that. And I'm like, why am I asking you? You you are just a fan. And not to say that I don't trust her opinion, but as far as. When I'm asking her, it's like if she's asking me an inside question about fucking like Starbucks or something. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what a fucking PVP or is or whatever the, what are you talking about? Don't use terms with me. I don't yeah. listen to what you say. So I guess, <laughs> I guess now I'm figuring out the problem. <laughs> but she'll like, she'll say, uh, I, like I'll ask her advice sometimes, but then there's like a lot of times where I'm like, like, man, you know, I don't get booked on these shows around here a lot. And she's like, do you want to get booked on them? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not these, not necessarily these shows. These aren't. Yeah. And she's I, like, I then the what same... are you worried about? And it's like, yeah. Oh, that, I just it, want to be asked. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's also because of her expectations that like when we when I told her I wanted to do comedy, she was like, oh, awesome. That's cool. I'll, I'm going to support you 100 percent. And then that way I won't have to work when I get older. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I want to <laughs> I want to be a. A working comedian i don't want to yeah. i'm not sitting here trying to be bill burr you know tom segura like i'm not i'm not motivated <laughs> i just want something yeah but that, i want to give it to me yeah yeah i want to be asked to be yeah <laughs> but i i also go like the the things that excite me about comedy are like the the you get to be silly and funny for the rest of your life and that's that's the part where like that's the part that I was focused on, not the oh grind it out and and write an hour of material like that's yeah and and I and it's not it's not that I don't want to do stand up comedy, it's the fact that like the way that it was presented to me was a little misleading, so so I do have the pressure with her sometimes where I, like I struggle because I'm like you have these expectations for me. <laughs> you, yeah. you want me to do this good but i'm like i don't i'm gonna try but i'm gonna try to do it my way and it's not it's not syncing up necessarily but i'm having fun <laughs> yeah. 
but it's yeah. also it's a it's a situation where she has to like remind me something. She's so good in that one percent of times that she does give me good advice, where she'll say, you know, remind me you don't want to be on the shows. Just keep doing what you're doing. Or mm-hmm. when I tell her how much I love doing shit in the hat and I love that way of performing, like I th- she's just kind of like, yeah, why don't you do it that way? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, <laughs> I guess like I guess I kind of. I guess I kind of could, huh? I could just go up there and just, but there's that fear, like you said, no matter what, Mm -hmm. if if it's not, if it's not already understood to everyone that's been there, but we have to, I, 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 there's a, there's a a bad habit I got to get out of, of, of trying to meet audiences expectations at at an individual level. Like each person I'm sitting there trying to think like one person asked if uh, a show that me and Zach were on, it was just me and Zach, Zach Hammond, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> there was a show that we were on once and the lady asked if it was a PG 13 show. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it gave me such anxiety to tell her, thank you for your money. No, this is, not <laughs> is it. A, it's PG 13 <laughs> in the sense of we'll say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> It is at least PG thirteen, <laughs> and yeah. then above. But it's also like we're we're not staying there. So yeah, it, it it's there's that weird expectation. I think it's other people's expectations of you, and that's the kind of fear. But I I don't know, man. Like it's it's a fine line be- between going up there and saying like, oh man, what a improvisational genius, and then yeah. or wow, he did not prepare anything. <laughs> Well, it's fine line. It's funny, too, because, you know, not naming names, but you've been to my open mic enough to know that there's a couple people who do exactly what like. Yeah. Who are they're trying to do the improv thing, but it ends up nine times out of ten just being them getting off stage and myself and other people thinking, oh, they just didn't prepare at all. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Um, But that's like it. That's an attempt. You've got to try it. For sure, but it, it's just funny to me how, like, uh, man, this feels like such a gross thing to say because it's, you know, self-congratulatory, but, like, one time, again, not naming names, but one of the people at my open mic was, like, who does that every single week they come, was, like, I'd like to see you do this sometime, Chris. <laughs> and I was, like, okay, that's that's my opening set every week. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I just have, I have, like, topics in my phone that I'm, like, Oh, I should just go up and like riff about this or rant about this right. or whatever the case may be. Like, it just doesn't feel like that's what I'm doing all the time because I'm not always struggling when I'm when I'm riffing through that. And I stuff. I, I wonder a lot of times too. Some like they're just the fact that a lot of some people have the fear. Some I I've thought about it a couple times of like I I'll watch less stand up comedy not just because it's not fun for me. Not, or not, it's just that I like again. It's it's so formulaic that I'm like, yeah, I, I like the premise. I'll watch the premises or something. Or if even if it's a stand up comic that I'm not necessarily like lo- like love to watch or anything like that. It's it's a case by case basis. But it's also like I also am I am so I'm more nervous now. And again, this so I'll 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 join you in the cringe train. Uh, this will this will sound like a a little a weird brag, but there's been multiple times where I watch comics that I like, that I wanted to watch their special. I'm watching their new special, and there's like a joke in there that I'm either a premise that I'm working on that they've done better, 
or that I am really excited about that now I have to throw away because mm-hmm. it's very close. But it's also every time I've seen that, and this is the positive side of me thinking, oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm thinking a lot like a person I really admire enough at least to watch their stand-up comedy. But yeah. then I'm also thinking of like, damn, I got to get rid of that now. But I get I, I can write something else. But ultimately, I'm more nervous about hearing something and accidentally repeating it or having somebody think of that. If I go up and I just and I and it actually happened just recently when I was at Addie's and somebody said something that reminded me of another person's joke. And I, I was like, oh, wait, don't say that. But I knew at least in the moment not to like not to con- like to go on that. It's just a joke. It's like uh, it's like saying a song title that you like or a singer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's almost like, oh, yeah, it's greatest hits. But here's my you know, what I mean, this is my joke. Here's my joke about it. But yeah, I- that's one of my while I love the riffing and improv on on stage. That is one of my biggest fears is that there's like a reference lying dormant in my head yeah. and that if I if I like pull out a topic or someone suggests something that like gets to that point that I'm going to involuntarily pull out that reference. Yeah. And that and that's the thing where you it, it's just easier just to not if it's something that you're like, eh, yeah, I, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I love doing stand up comedy. I love being around stand up comics and hanging out with people like friends and yeah. stuff like that. But it's not it's not necessarily like a thing that I I don't idolize it as much. Maybe that's what it is. I don't idolize stand-up comics as much as I used to, so I don't feel as compelled to, oh, wow, holy shit. I actually just figured something out. Yeah. I just literally learned something about myself. Of like, It's not that I'm not a fan of it anymore. I still love stand-up comics, and I still love, but I love stand-up comics podcasts or their radio shows or their broadcasting because that's that's the challenge is making – yeah, they're literally talking about. I went to a concert. I went to a thing. I did this. I'm. This is my take on this news story. But mm-hmm. the entertaining part is the thing that people listen to. The engaging and the uh, the what's it relatable part of it. Just right. like the show. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> and with that, Chris, we'll get into some stories because I feel like, oh, and, yeah. and this is something that I think you share the same opinion because it's not unlike our Buddha Boy show. A lot of times can read a people can read a headline and they can be very quick to react. Right. Mm. And they and I feel like there's a lot of times people need to find out more about the people in the story. And they're going to find out that I feel like and this is my guarantee, Chris, every one of these news stories that we read today, you and I will be able to find some way to relate to the story to where we maybe found ourselves, Maybe we accidentally uh, walked into a, a gorilla cage. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we accidentally shot our boyfriend in the head three times and left him in Alabama. See the title <laughs> Roth Rock episode. <laughs> but either way, there's going to be a way that we can relate to these stories. So I'm going to give you a list of one through ten okay. random stories that you get to choose from. You give me a special number. We'll read that story and we'll see how many we get through today. What do you say? Sounds good to me, man. Let's start with number four. Number four. This is from foxnews.com. This is, by the way, any story, if anybody ever wants to send in a story, you can send it into babymermaidproductions at gmail.com or just DM me. I'm babymermaidproductions on Instagram, as well as Pat George. Just find me somewhere on social media and you can send me like any story 
any site from any time. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> so, Philadelphia man sues Airbnb after a squatter changes locks, rents out property, and causes extensive damage. <laughs> <laughs> this is from <laughs> April 28th, from two uh, April 28th, 2023, uh, exactly at 12.06 p.m., just in case anybody was wondering. Nice afternoon read. <laughs> nice afternoon read from uh, Andrew Mark Miller of Fox News. That's that's a serial killer name. Yeah, that's for a three, sure. That's a three namer. <laughs> <clears throat> so, a Pennsylvania man is taking legal action against Airbnb, who he says is responsible for over one hundred thousand dollars of damages and lost income caused by a squatter on his property. I don't know if it's <clears throat> I don't know if it's lost income because they were renting it out. So yeah. It's, it's just not found income, I guess. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> Potential that. income. Yeah. That's what they should call it, Somebody really, truthfully. Potent yeah, exactly. Potential income is, I think, a better word. Uh, Joseph Foresta, a landlord in South Philadelphia, alleges in a lawsuit filed in late March that he rented out his residence through Airbnb to an individual who squatted for three months and did significant damage to the property, the Pennsylvania uh, record reports. Or reported, sorry. What? Foresta claims that he listed the property located in 1514, uh, at 1514 Christian Street. In case anyone wants to go back. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> in, case there's any, in case he forgot. Or, or maybe there's going to be a fun story at there. Maybe there's a, a reveal at the end where the, the guy's still there and he's like, he's now he's asking people to go back and egg him. <laughs> um, and believe that, Air, that Airbnb thoroughly vetted, uh, quote, a prospective uh, guest and quote led plaintiff to believe it was responsible for a safety for the safety and or sorry of the host's property from guests beyond the time reserved and for and paid for by the guest that's very hold on wait a minute wait a minute i think i skipped a line for the host property from any damage caused by the guest or the host property, and it would be responsible for any overstay of the guest beyond the time reserved and paid for by guest. Okay, end quote. What? What? I just don't understand how you could think that Airbnb, like, I guarantee you, <clears throat> when you sign up to be an Airbnb host, there's an extensive thing that is like, Airbnb is not responsible for the state of your building. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't this, isn't that the, it's, it's, they're facilitating finding. I also, look, man, if you are thoroughly vetting somebody on the internet, I don't think you're thoroughly vetting them. No. Like I, you're, you, you gotta know, meet them. <laughs> yeah. I'm also curious, though. I wonder if, is there like a, um, a rating system for people staying? Like, there is like, oh. an, like how Uber riders have a score. Airbnb should have like a user score. Let's see. Does Airbnb have a rating score? Scorecard. <laughs> That's cool. As a host, you can find out how often you get uh, five stars and how com how you compare to others, along with insights to boost your efforts. So now, what about for guests? Well, so that's saying, you know, as a host of a property, you can get a rating, but. 
once you signed in to Airbnb account, you'll be able to find both reviews written about you and by okay you on the public profile. If you're if you're a guest, how, another way to find your reviews is to go to your profile. Hmm. Okay, so, it's, so it's there is public, yeah, some vetting, but also too, how many like. I don't know. Airbnb is a process where I would be reviewing every single time. And I had like any time I've ever stayed in an Airbnb I've reviewed. But if I hosted an Airbnb, I would absolutely be reviewing every guest. Yeah, this is. uh, Yeah, but also it's it's just part of it, man. Like, I think how many times did you rent it out before you got the guy who was squatting and and not leaving? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) According to the lawsuit, an individual named Lawrence H. Jackson made a reservation for one night stay on June 13th, 2020. Damn, this is April. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) And Airbnb collected the rent for the one night stay. Okay, on June 14th. The suit claims that Jackson refused to leave the property and stayed there until Foresta was able to obtain a court order for the police to remove him on September 9th. Holy shit. So June to September. And, and we're in 2023, brother. This, yeah. This has happened at 1206. Don't forget. <laughs> this is ongoing <laughs> to the minute. Jackson is alleged uh, to have changed the locks, rented out the other two apartments uh, to, quote, four or six people per apartment uh end quote and collected rent from those individuals yeah that's what i'm saying so he's making money this guy no so what this is a small business well so what they say is the squatter is making money off of the property right right so that's what i'm saying it's not money lost it's just money being uh allocated allocated elsewhere dude i i gotta say this man Get him on Shark Tank, man. This dude is like, this is the real person that I want to know how his brain works for investments and stuff. Because think about it. Like, you're at first, so when you first hear squatter, right? You go, oh, it's probably some disgusting, dirty individual who is like probably on substances, probably on some kind of uh, substance that they are now inviting into the home with other people. This guy took a, took lemons and made a small business. He made lemons. I, dude, talk about return on investment too. I spent one hundred and twenty-five dollars <laughs> or whatever for a one night. I don't. Yeah, and they collected and I turned the money. That, <laughs> he paid I turned for that it. into five grand. <laughs> so, uh, quote Jackson and the accomp uh, What is it? Occupants. Occupants. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It's part of the comedy. Jackson uh, and the accompaniments. <laughs> 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 that Jackson allowed to live in the property did extensive damage to the interior and exterior of the prop dam, uh, including, but not limited to, damaging the furniture and piling up to five feet of trash dam on the sidewalk outside and in front and back of the property, defacing the exterior walls, breaking the doors and windows, breaking the water pipes. Well, why, why are you paying to do this? Is this like a... Is, so he didn't open a... Uh, air, he didn't open his own Airbnb. He opened up yeah, he opened a, a rage room. room. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, come in here and fuck this house up for however much you want to give me. I don't care. It's not mine. <laughs> you ever play Streets of Rage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly like that. Uh, okay, front back of property, defacing exterior walls, breaking the doors, windows, breaking the water pipes, breaking the appliances, breaking the bathroom fixtures, breaking the banister on the stairs, breaking the fire alarms, damaging the walls and floors, and breaking the patio railing. The suite, or sorry, the suit alleges. 
I think he knows this. I think he knows the guy he rented from, and this is like revenge. This this has got to be this, like a deal gone wrong somehow. This well, this feels like you know my honest guess. If you could go back and track this story, this sounds like. And if I'm writing the movie of this, bringing Ooh. it back to movies, okay. Lawrence lived in this apartment, and then when Airbnb started to become really lucrative. His landlord was like, we're ending your lease. We're going to make this an Airbnb rental. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. When, when, and, you, when do you open? Okay. Yeah. I'll see you there. June, June, June 6th? Okay, cool. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. That's exactly How what it feels it like How much is it for a night? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I wonder if he re- – do you think – I bet he even went the extra mile and probably rented like on a Tuesday night. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I that's the – that's hold on. So wait, what I was, was gonna say? I'm gonna look. Does that it up. have the date that he rented again? So this was uh one night June, stand, June 13th, June 13th, 2020. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, I'm interested to see that as well. I wish I had a calendar that I could go back uh the months, but I can't. On your phone? Yeah, I'm doing that right now. You can go back. <laughs> I'm already at June 2020. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> okay, so he gave him the courtesy of at least renting on a Saturday. Yeah, so highest rating. Like, okay. you know what I mean? He's yeah. going to pay the most. So if he did, in, in fact, pay for that first night, he made he made the most he could make for a one-night stay on that property. But then he was like, oh, BT dubs, say goodbye to your banister. It's done. Additionally, Foresta says he was a <clears> – <throat> he was, oh, quote, physically attacked. So this was my – this was going to be my initial question of – I understand he's refusing to leave, but, like – it's your house. And, and yeah. nowhere in that statement did it say that he changed the locks, right? No, in fact it says that the other guy did, Lawrence Jackson. Right. Changed so, the locks. So so why wouldn't you just beat the shit out of him and pull him out of his Do you know what I mean? Like shoot him. <laughs> what are you doing? Also, yeah, not to be listen, I don't talk to cops. I'm not a pro cop person at, at by any means, okay. but Duly noted. You, what landlord is not going to have the police on his side immediately? Yeah. Like, look, I here's Airbnb. He had one night. Okay. So, so that's, and that's the, okay. So this is the problem I have is police are not here to protect people. Unfortunately, they're, they are here to serve and protect property. They're yes. here to, to, to keep your property safe. This is the literal time where you should be able to send somebody into like to say, here's the lease. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's my fucking here's the ownership I have right here. This is says my name right here. I own this fucking place. This guy mm-hmm. only paid for one night. He's only staying here. Like it, you can stay additional nights. Stay as long as you want. You have to pay for it, though. That's yeah. the problem is. So now it is a property issue. There's literally somebody uh, trespassing on your property and. You're giving them squatters rights. Do I have squatters rights in a hotel? So like if I go to a days in or if I because then if that's the case, you never, ever have to leave. Yeah, because you would have to leave the property, right? Not just the room before they can actually go in there, because why can't they just break into the house and just you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what confuses me so much about this story. Like Like it's a business transaction. And I understand that, like, during COVID and stuff like that, they there was mm. certain things that they had put in place, but that was specifically for, like, tenants. That's that what wasn't... I was going to say, yeah, 2020. And it's not yeah. for Airbnbs. It was for yeah. – it was for – so this would be, in fact, for somebody who is renting the property. Yeah. 
So maybe but not like a, a daily rental. Yeah, let's find out more. Let's see, let's see. Additionally, Foresta says, "Oh yeah, he was physically attacked." Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, sorry, he was physically attacked when he tried to access the property, and one of the occupants struck him <laughs> with a baseball bat in the head, in his head and stomach, and threatened to quote, uh, wait, and quote, threatened to kill him, end quote. If he returned to his South Philadelphia property, Foresta claims he uh, calls <clears throat> his calls to Airbnb as the crisis was unfolding were not returned and letters from his legal counsel were not answered. Because Airbnb is like, this isn't our problem, dummy. Yeah, it really is. But it, it isn't, right? No, it should. No, like Airbnb. So my understanding is Airbnb is just we provide a service to you. That service is we find people who are interested in renting your property daily. We do not insure you. Like, literally, when you stay at an Airbnb, too, it tells you flat out, like, the property owner is not responsible for your things while you're here as well. Right. Like, if your car gets towed or some, or the place you're at gets, like, you know, stuff stolen from it or whatever the case may be, like, that's not the owner's fault, like you're right. staying at your own risk and you're renting at your own risk. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's there's no but I'm sure there's some kind of insurance that you can buy. But I don't know if there is any kind of insurance. But that would just be for if the the room is available or if you're not getting what you expected. Yeah. Well, and like anybody who owns property can have insurance <laughs> on that property. You no, know, I'm saying for the rental, the renter. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times, like when you buy concert tickets or you get reserve or a hotel, they offer you some kind of insurance. That yeah, if stay something happens, yeah, like, uh, but that's mainly for the reservation. Again, it's not for your experience your necessarily. Right. Uh, quote: It was not until August of 2020, and this is this is making a lot of sense. If you're reading the story, a lot of this is happening. Because wait, August of 2020, that's still that's peak COVID, right? That's actually that was the first June. time we were getting out of the house. I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was the – so this is still – everything's backed up. Everybody's fucked up. This is the new normal, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was not until August 2020 that defendant Airbnb uh, finally acknowledged the uh, communications but did nothing to remove Jackson from the property. Again, not their problem. Like, right. I – listen, the one thing I hate about this article is it is making me side with everyone I hate. <laughs> that's what, hey, maybe you're a Fox News guy after all. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're finding out this is this is your destiny. They've always told me as I got older I'd get more conservative, and I never believed them. See what happens when you become a property owner, Chris? <laughs> but literally, dude, I'm just like, I'm just like, it's not Airbnb's fault. I fucking hate Airbnb. They're an evil corporation. <laughs> but it's not their fault. But it's not their fault. And also call the cops, who I hate and I don't ever <laughs> think you should call. But call the police. <laughs> the suit claims. One, what? The one thing is, that the one thing I can stay true to is fuck a landlord. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. what I can say. They seem to, they, uh, landlords have this weird thing where, and this is all due respect to anybody that's landlords out there. If you're a good one, you're a fucking unicorn. Because mm -hmm. it's not that they Absolutely. don't exist. Good landlords exist, but like there, there's no perfect landlord by any means. Yeah. There's never a person that's like on top of the things. They're, they're, they have their flaws too. But most of them, from my experience, have shown me that what they intend to do is to purchase a property, get someone in there, and then be left alone. 
Set it and forget <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. They, what they want is they want the check to come in every month, and they want you to not call them at all, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, this does kind of. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure that this was happening for a while. Where the guy, there's some parts in the story that are being left out. Where like, yeah. So anyway, when I went there three weeks later to go uh, into the house, he was still there. It's like, wait, you didn't, you don't like, you don't need the place. It's just your property. It's one of those things that just go in there and kick their ass. If you if if it was still just one because there's unless he was ignoring this issue for a while and and enough time to get those other what six to ten people however many people it was yeah into the house before that you probably could have won. Also, we don't know the age of this of uh, Forenza or anything anything like that. Um, <clears throat> So the suit claims the damage to the property was so extensive that it took Foresta until December 2021 to make the repairs needed to make it rentable again. Foresta is seeking $170,000 in lost rental income and repair costs, plus interest, attorney's fees, and the co- and other costs occurred, incurred by the squatting, uh, <laughs> which has become an interestingly or increasingly significant problem across the United States in recent years. As a, a spokesperson for Airbnb told Fox news digital, the company does not comment on pending litigation, but the said that Foresta has been banned from hosting on Airbnb (laughs) since July, 2020, uh, quote due to frequent violations of our community standards policies so that's amazing so that makes a little bit more sense what's going on with all the bellies here why are they I'm yeah lots of belly ads. stuff lots of fupa yeah i'm not interested fox news but uh, have you ever had a situation even similar to this even close to like i can't imagine like i, I i've never had i've had people so i just saw a video recently on reddit of a gentleman there was he was filming like the front. It was like a, the like a camera set up here, and like it was filming the front door from the inside, mm-hmm. right? And there was a lady that was trying to get in who seemed schizophrenic. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, like literally. I'm not making an exaggeration. I think that's. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you know that, but uh, I I would have to say that this was a lady who was complaining about that he had her frame. <laughs> And it was just a frame with a stock picture in it that I guess he had bought recently that was sitting on the counter that she saw and was like, that's my frame. And she's freaking out and she's trying to like get into his house. And he's like, like it was, it was a very emotional video because I think it could be, uh, that's why I'm saying it could be mental illness. It also could be drugs because her partner, this gentleman comes by (laughs) and starts to like, like say like uh, you know I'm sorry it's like come on please stop please. and he's like he's crying like this has happened a couple times before <laughs> and it's just like this weird thing of like but I dude I cannot picture anybody wanting to be in my house more than I want them out being yeah. able to overpower me and I know I'm a big guy I know I'm very strong probably one of the strongest people in the world but definitely up there but I. I can't imagine this getting all the way to Fox News. Like th- this person, dude, you rent my thing. You're in there one extra day. I'm gonna kick your ass and I'm gonna beat your. I'm gonna beat you out of my apartment. I don't give a fuck. I'll set fire to it. 
I'll burn my own apartment down so that you die. I like I I, I don't lose. I don't lose in these situations. And, and I can't I, like I I relate more with the squatters for sure. Out of in the scenario, yeah. I've been in that scenario where I'd be like, "Oh, let's just steal." Let's just, you know, but I've never been like I'm going to break so many things cuz I've never I've never been able to put a credit card down uh, as security deposit. It's always been my debit card, so it's always linked to my bank. So <laughs> so I'm yeah. never going to do all of these damages. So I can't <laughs> the most I could relate to is the fact that I don't respect landlords a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is this is a situation where it, this isn't a I I can't imagine ever doing something like this. Well, and or letting <clears throat> it happen. I one thing, too, that I think is probably happening here that I, I think, like you said, we're not getting the full story. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely identify with the squatter. I imagine the damage wasn't being done until the dude was until the guy did something. Yeah. There, there you must know what have I mean? Something. Like, yeah, <clears throat> especially like amidst covid. First of all, I, I think that like. I think that if in events of public crisis like that and stuff, any like a hotel or any place that has multiple spaces to stay should have been mandated to like open their doors in situations like this to yeah. people, people who don't have homes, hotels, hotels. Yeah, yeah. But not like, not like just any rental property. Sure. I, but I also think that like, I, I think the reason this made it to Fox news is because Airbnb, like this guy was like, Airbnb owes me and Airbnb was like, for what? Yeah. No. Like well, yeah, I will say I don't think they do. I don't think they owe him. They they owe him nothing in the loss. He needs if he's suing anybody, he either needs to sue the city for not for not clearing his property. Like honestly, like really if he I I don't understand the law. I don't. I'm fucking stupid as shit. I know that there's squatters and there's things like that, but like this is a business issue. This is him renting out property for a certain amount of time. And he like, he is, I think a lot of, he should at least get the money of whatever the rental price was for that amount of time. I really do think that, but yeah. I don't think Airbnb owes it to him. Cause I don't think Airbnb, cause then that would mean Airbnb should get a cut of that money too. So I think if you're involving Airbnb at all, then mm -hmm. you're saying that they are entitled to a cut of that money. So that's for a slippery sure. slope. You better watch out because if you win, then Airbnb is going to be like, well, Okay, you won one hundred seventy thousand dollars, but we're gonna keep, you know, <laughs> twenty thousand dollars of it or whatever it is. Yeah, they could counter sue for whatever they the rental know. cost. Yeah, yeah, and their legal fees and everything, which are gonna be way higher than your legal fees. I'm telling you, man. So, in in, in closing, I'd have to say, uh, I don't like anybody in the story. <laughs> well, and I, I don't like I anybody think in the this... story. Yeah, I think that this too probably it reads like a situation where like, have you ever stayed in an Airbnb? No, actually, I haven't. Okay, so I don't do it. They're terrible. Okay. I did once. Um, and it, it's a situation where, when your stay is over, usually, people that the owner hired to come clean the place come clean the place. Oh, okay, yeah. So See, my I, guess yeah. here is that like this this guy who owns this property, what was like, I'm gonna rent it out. <clears throat> and then nobody was renting it for a little while. He sent a cleaning person in. Cleaning person was like, there's a guy still there. And then this guy went there and was like, probably a dickhead. And then the 
dude who was there was like, fuck you, I'm not leaving, and then started renting out other rooms and <laughs> stuff like that in the property. That's the coolest part of this, by the way, is the fact that like the squat, uh, this is not, I don't think this is, I can't, I don't think you can even just call him a squatter either. I don't know what no. this was, but this was an entrepreneur. Yeah. This is like an entrepreneur. That's like, what about an Airbnb rage room mix where you yeah. sleep on the broken glass you just made? <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I said, I, I think that over the three months that the damage probably came at the tail end. Yeah. That it was, yeah. On our was way probably out. a situation yeah. where, cause the, the way the story is presented is this guy's like, I went one time. They beat me up, and then I left. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, also, that's a, that's literally that's assault. That is so. Now that yeah. somebody's assaulted you, and the assaultee is or er is in the house, you can say to the police, "Hey, this man right here beat me above about the head and the stomach with a baseball bat. Please arrest <laughs> them." Yeah. Also, by BT Dubs, while you're in there, grab the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like I like like you said, squatters have rights. And renters have rights, but those are like, those are tenant renters, not guest renters, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of people like a lot of this gray area for Airbnb comes in is like, what rights do the people have who are doing it? Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, it's a cash grab really is what it is from like the company that is Airbnb, but also from like the property manager, whoever owns that property. This is this is my problem with this is the fact that it's the same business model as like uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of those things where where you're offering, you're providing, you're not really providing a service. You're providing the facilitation of a service. You are you're offering a space for the service to happen. Yes. But you're not really facilitating any service per se because. If that was the case, then when you call them and you say, hey, (laughs) Chris, the amount of times I've called Uber Eats or DoorDash to say, hey, I want to, um, I didn't get my food. I'd love a refund, but I want to make sure that the money that I tip the driver comes back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't, I I don't need it back. You can have it, but I don't want the driver to have that extra money (laughs) because they (laughs) they did not fucking earn that. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where, but there is nobody you can call to say, Hey, let me speak to this person's bot. Cause they don't have a bot. They're an independent contractor. So literally anyone could just grab food and do whatever they want to it. And there's never any accountability except for the fact that that person, Oh, you won't be able to do this anymore under this name or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it is very scary. I don't think the problem is just with uh, Airbnb. I think it's with most of these, most of these services. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. I think Airbnb just sucks because of it. It's landlords. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, buddy, we actually we almost hit the the time on just one story. But do you want to do a couple more? Maybe we can make it a two parter. We can do that if you want. Yeah. Are you, is are you are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, how about you just tell people where they can uh, catch you right now, and then we'll end this episode, and we'll just do another story or two on the next one. Sure. Uh, so uh, you can find me at Gorky Romano on all social media. Um, I stream on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evening at twitch.tv slash upandappod. Um, I have a podcast with my wife called I'm Annoyed, where we just bitch about what's annoying us you know at this current point in time it's uh-huh. very cathartic and fun um and then keep an eye out i have a uh, an interview show coming out in september i plan to start releasing 
um, called Tales from the Teacher's Lounge, where it is candid, occasionally anonymous, depending on how candid they get, but uh, interviews with people who are in the field of education at every level. Nice. Yeah, that's re- I'm really excited about that one because I feel like you share a lot of dirt on, uh, on stage every once in a while about teaching and your true yeah. feelings and stuff. And there's a whole... There's a whole movement of teacher comics that are out there. Yeah. A lot of them really suck. Uh, but oh yeah. But there's plenty of them that are like very funny. I think Jay Yoder's really great. Yeah. He's, he does that teacher comedy with some. And I don't mean people. it just because he books shows and is a local comic. No, no, no. I do no. actually think he's funny. Well, I'm just saying like this is. A, I haven't met a lot of the other people that he does it with, but like that's obviously you trust. You know, if your if your funny friends are going out with funny people and they're doing uh, theaters, you got to assume. Jared Waters is another really funny teacher comic. He's a, a comic in New York City. He's a friend of mine from Tampa. You as well. So, yeah. so I feel like there's there's it can be done, and there's there's definitely lane for it. So I think that's a really great idea, man. Yeah, um, thanks, I appreciate that. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Check out part two. We're gonna be just doing stories. Uh, so check that out, and we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>